<laughs> right. Welcome back to Adventures in Thrifting. I am the Thrifting Dude. Um, today we're gonna skip the funny little intro that we've been doing, uh, and um, jump right into to the episode. Uh, Happy Easter, everybody! It is Easter 2022, and um, I was thinking as I drove past um, the thrift store where I work part time this morning. Uh, we're closed on Sundays. Uh, we're a Catholic organization, so we're closed on Sundays, which is totally fine by me. Uh, I thought, you know, we we kind of rambled a little bit in our first couple of episodes. Last last week, we had a, a little bit more, you know, in-depth thing uh, with some statistics and some things about what is thrifting, you know, about the market share that thrifting and resale has and, uh, and everything. Uh, but I wanted to talk this week you know, about, um, you know, one of the things that we've constantly been thinking about, uh, as we do this podcast and, and deciding to do the podcast was even funnier because, um, we did, you know, we did, we had a podcast a couple of years ago where we talked about political things. And I mentioned that a couple of times in the last couple of episodes where we, we really, um, we talked about, uh, some generation X things, you know, um, and I'm, I'm at the tail end of Generation X. I was born in uh, 76. So there's about five years left there uh, at the end of Generation X before uh, the next generation, the millennials, the dreaded millennials come up. And, um, you know, on TikTok and a bunch of other things, there's so many people who are talking about Generation X things. And, you know, uh, I watched a sociologist who talked about Generation X and uh, one of the things that I've actually seen a lot of is that there are a ton of Generation Xers uh, who were teenagers in the 80s, um, you know, and they were solidly part of that uh, punk rock kind of thing, you know, um, and so they, they, you know, live the thrifting lifestyle from that, from that um you know, kind of screw the man, screw the big business kind of thing. Um, like I said, I mentioned last episode how I had a friend of mine who was, uh, he, you know, he was in Portland during the height of the uh, punk rock invasion there in Portland, Oregon. And uh, um, he buys everything except for his underwear and socks from, from, uh, from thrift stores. You know, he goes cheap the whole way. He, you know dresses all in black and I mean he, even his even his daughter's name is Jet which is really fucking cool if, uh, excuse me really freaking cool uh, if you ask me and um, I uh, I do it for I, I like thrifting for a completely different reason um, so the punk rock thing I was a little too young to really get punk rock I mean I really like some punk bands the Ramones and uh you know, some of those other early bands, The Clash. Um, I will take a moment to to irritate some of my punk rock f- uh, friends who, who may tune in, but uh, uh, I can't stand the Sex Pistols, man. They're like sellouts, man, from the beginning. But anyway, I digress. But I was too old, I was too young to really be punk rock, but we grew up really 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 poor and so um you know, my, both my parents had to work 
um, because the 80s were really hard, really hard on everybody, um, you know, even though it was the decade of decadence or whatever, um, you know, it was really hard on people who didn't already have money. Uh, lots of scams, lots of things. Oh my gosh, the fallout from all of that. But anyway, and you're, you're thinking to yourself, well, what does all this have to do with thrifting? Well, I'll tell you what it was, it, what it is. It's because we learned really quickly uh, that you could get some good stuff from uh, the thrift store. Now, the major two thrift stores when I was growing up, um, they still remain, were Goodwill and the Salvation Army. And um, back then, I think the Salvation Army had a lot better stuff than uh, Goodwill did. Goodwill... Um, always seem to have like cheaper stuff. I mean, that's not it. That's not true today as much. Um, I haven't been in the Salvation Army um, thrift store by me in a very long time because, well, it just kind of sucks. Um, their prices are way, way too high for the mediocre garbage that they have in there. Um, but the reason I mentioned it is that. Um, my sons and I went to the Goodwill just the other day uh, in, you know, not the one that's close to me, but where I was, I was in it, you know, this week. I've been off uh, since Friday because of the, the Holy Week, um, you know, Good Friday and, and, you know, whatever, Saturday and today, like I said, Easter. But we went into, I went into the, we went into the Goodwill the other night, um, Friday night actually, and I was surprised at the well they just didn't have a lot at this thrift store and they normally do like um and and I've got to thinking about um you know thrift stores and so I wanted to give a little I wanted to today give a little uh how does it work how does how does it work when you bring um your donations to a thrift store and um, and drop them off. You know what? How does it work to get these things on the shelf? So um, today's episode is how does a thrift store? How does a typical thrift store work? So I'm going to give you. Uh, I'm going to talk you through it from from how I how my my uh, location does it. Now we do it. You know everybody does it differently. Even inside your organization, each each building because of the size or the scope of what they're doing or the number of employees everybody does it slightly different but everybody does it similarly so here's what happens so let's say you have a garage full of grandma's stuff and uh, you want to get rid of it you don't know what's in it um so you you pack it in your car and you you drive it down to the local thrift store and hopefully you've heeded my warning and not given your thing given your clothing uh to a place that just grinds it up and gets you know paid per pound you're actually wanting it to go on a shelf so somebody can buy it and perpetuate the thrift store lifestyle so you come in you pull up in the circle uh at my at my location you pull up and we have these big uh cardboard giant cardboard boxes I, I call it a box but it's really a skid with a cardboard container a retaining wall if you will around it we call them gaylords I don't know what anybody else calls them and I don't know why we call them gaylords but uh, there it is so you you pull up to our location and uh, you get out of the car 
and you ring the bell, and then an attendant comes out. In some places, they have they have a little thing like a garage, a gas station, um, you know, a little ding ding air bell or whatever, and uh, the attendant comes out. And uh, at our location, you you start putting your boxes or bags or tubs or whatever on a table that we have set up. And the attendant comes over and they quickly give it a squish or a feel and see what's in it. Is it clothes in it? Is it is it hardware, housewares, hard lines? Is that in it? Or is it books or is it electronics? And we separate the books and the electronics out because um, we have people who um, test the electronics and um, you know look through the books and get them quickly get them on the shelf. And when it comes to electronics, we try to test everything. Uh, I do that personally. I uh, try every, I plug in and try everything. It, it, it is quite an intensive process because let me tell you, we get a lot of electronics. So anyway, but um, back to the main. So the attendant um, asks you if you want a receipt because, you know, you can still, uh, even though they raise the, uh, the amount of um, the standard deduction, you can still choose to um, to itemize if you need to. If you make more than a certain amount of money, you need to itemize, and, and you know it might help you. And, and donations count toward donations to thrift stores, charitable thrift stores, still count towards your um, you you know towards your contributions. So on your taxes. So we ask you if you need a, a tax receipt. Um, we give you we give you a paper or official paperwork or whatever, and then we start to sort your stuff. So from there, we sort it into clothing or into hard lines. Um, we don't really give a look at too 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 tight of a look at it out there on the dock area. It's pretty busy constantly. Um, you know, when I first started, it wasn't as busy as it is now. We we've, at our small location. Um, we tend to do about 120 cars a day. Uh, I mean, that's pretty that's pretty stacked up back to back from from 10 to 4 when I leave. Um, you know, in that window that I work. Okay, so then, so then it gets wheeled inside the building. And at that point, um, a um, you know another another attendant, another employee starts to sort things, and. We sort them pretty much based on our own understanding of how good or bad that item is. You know, uh, how old it is, how good it is. Is it uh, if it's if it's clothing, the the girls, you know, the, the people on that side, they they go through it, the, they hold it up to the light, see if there's any stains in it, see if there's any rips or tears in it. Uh, how old it is? If it's super old, we throw it out. You know, it goes. You know, it goes to uh, to our our outlet location where they they sell those things by the pound. Um, you know, and then you know, then if it's something that they've kept, then they put up uh, they put it on a hanger and they hang it on a rack, and then it's tagged with a standard price. Uh, unless it's a boutique item, which is you know really good, really expensive stuff, uh, designers. And then, you know, we have a person who does the boutique stuff. And so then she prices it according to, to all of that. And so then, um, you know, and then after, after these things hang on the shelf for about a month, then we pull them off 
and uh, we send them to uh, you know to our outlet location where they're sold by the pound so hey right there we're going to take a quick break uh, and we'll be right back Welcome back to Adventures in Thrifting. I am the Thrifting Dude. Um, today we're going to skip the funny little intro that we've been doing uh, and um, jump right into to the episode. Uh, happy Easter, everybody. It is Easter 2022. And um, I was thinking as I drove past um, the thrift store where I work part-time, this morning, uh, we're closed on Sundays. Uh, we're a Catholic organization, so we're closed on Sundays, which is totally fine by me. Uh, I thought, you know, we we kind of rambled a little bit in our first couple of episodes. Last last week, we had a, a little bit more, you know, in-depth thing uh, with some statistics and some things about what is thrifting, you know, about the market share that thrifting and resale has and... Uh, and everything, uh, but I wanted to talk this week, you know, about, um, y- you know, one of the things that we've constantly been thinking about uh, as we do this podcast, and, and deciding to do the podcast was even funnier because um, we did, you know, we did, we had a podcast a couple of years ago where we talked about political things, and I mentioned that a couple of times in the last couple of episodes. We're, we we really. Um, we talked about uh, some Generation X things, you know, uh, and, and I'm I'm at the tail end of Generation X. I was born in '76, uh, so there's about five years left there uh, at the end of Generation X before uh, the next generation, the Millennials, the dreaded Millennials, come up. And um, you know, on TikTok and a bunch of other things, there's so many people who are talking about Generation X things and. You know, uh, I watched a sociologist who talked about Generation X. And uh, one of the things that I've actually seen a lot of is that there are a ton of Generation Xers um, who were teenagers in the 80s. um, You know, and they were solidly part of that uh, punk rock kind of thing, you know. Um, And so they, they... you know, live the thrifting lifestyle from that, from that, um, you know, kind of screw the man, screw the big business kind of thing. Um, like I said, I mentioned last episode how I had a friend of mine who was, uh, he, you know, he was in Portland during the height of the uh, punk rock invasion there in Portland, Oregon, and uh, um, he buys everything except for his underwear and socks from, from, uh, from thrift stores you know he goes cheap the whole way he you know dresses all in black and i mean he even his even his daughter's name is jet which is really fucking cool if, well, excuse me really freaking cool uh if you ask me and um i uh i do it for i i like thrifting for a completely different reason um so the punk rock thing i was a little too young to really get punk rock i mean i really like some punk bands the ramones and uh 
you know, some of those other early bands, The Clash. Um, I will take a moment to to irritate some of my punk rock f- uh, friends who, who may tune in, but uh, uh, I can't stand the Sex Pistols, man. They're like sellouts, man, from the beginning. But anyway, I digress. But I was too old, I was too young to really be punk rock, but we grew up really, 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 really poor. And so, um, you know, my, both my parents had to work, um, because the eighties were really hard, really hard on everybody. Um, you know, even though it was the decade of decadence or whatever, um, you know, it was really hard on people who didn't already have money. Uh, lots of scams, lots of things. Oh my gosh. The fallout from all of that. But anyway, and you're, you're thinking to yourself, well, what does all this have to do with thrifting? Well, I'll tell you what it was, it, what it is. It's because we learned really quickly uh, that you could get some good stuff from uh, the thrift store. Now, the major two thrift stores when I was growing up, um, they still remain, were Goodwill and the Salvation Army. And um, back then, I think the Salvation Army had a lot better stuff than uh, Goodwill did. Goodwill um, always seemed to have like cheaper stuff. I mean, that's not it. That's not true today as much. Um, I haven't been in the Salvation Army uh, thrift store by me in a very long time because, well, it just kind of sucks. Um, their prices are way, way too high for the mediocre garbage that they have in there. Um, but the reason I mentioned it is that um, my sons and I went to the Goodwill just the other day uh, in, you know, not the one that's close to me, but where I was, I was in it, you know, this week. I've been off uh, since Friday because of the, the Holy Week, um, you know, Good Friday and, and, you know, whatever, Saturday and today, like I said, Easter. But we went into, I went into the, we went into the Goodwill the other night, um, Friday night, actually, and I was surprised at the, well, they just didn't have a lot at this thrift store, and they normally do, like, um, and, and I've got to thinking about, um, you know, thrift stores, and so I wanted to give a little, I wanted to today give a little, uh, how does it work? How does, how does it work when you bring, um, your donations to a thrift store and, um, and drop them off? You know, what, how does it work to get these things on the shelf? So, um, today's episode is how does a thrift store, how does a typical thrift store work? So I'm going to give you, uh, I'm going to talk you through it from, from how I, how my, my uh, location does it. Now we do it you know, everybody does it differently, even inside your organization, each, each building because of the size or the scope of what they're doing or the number of employees, everybody does it slightly different, but everybody does it similarly. So here's what happens. So let's say you have a garage full of grandma's stuff and uh, you want to get rid of it. You don't know what's in it. Um, so you, you pack it in your car and you, you drive it down to the local thrift store, and hopefully you've heeded my warning and not given your thing, given your clothing uh, to a place that just grinds it up and gets 
you know, paper pound. You're actually wanting it to go on a shelf so somebody can buy it and perpetuate the thrift store lifestyle. So you come in, you pull up in the circle. Uh, at my at my location, you pull up, and we have these big uh, cardboard giant cardboard boxes I, I call it a box but it's really a skid with a cardboard container a retaining wall if you will around it we call them gaylords I don't know what anybody else calls them and I don't know why we call them gaylords but uh, there it is so you you pull up to our location and uh, you get out of the car and you ring the bell and an attendant comes out in some places they have, they have a little thing like a garage a gas station um you know, a little ding, ding, air bell or whatever. And uh, the attendant comes out. And uh, at our location, you, you start putting your boxes or bags or tubs or whatever on a table that we have set up. And the attendant comes over and they quickly give it a squish or a feel and see what's in it. Is it clothes in it? Is it, is it hardware, housewares, hard lines? Is that in it, or is it books, or is it electronics? We separate the books and the electronics out because um, we have people who uh, test the electronics and um, you know look through the books and get them quickly get them on the shelf. And when it comes to electronics, we try to test everything. Uh, I do that personally. I uh, try every I plug in and try everything. It, it it is quite an intensive process because let me tell you, we get a lot of electronics so anyway but um back to the main so the attendant um asks you if you want a receipt because you know you can still uh, even though they raise the uh the amount of um, the standard deduction you can still choose to um to itemize if you need to if you make more than a certain amount of money you need to itemize and, and you know it might help you and, and donations count toward donations to thrift stores charitable thrift stores still count towards your um, you, you know towards your contributions so on your taxes so we ask you if you need a, a tax receipt um, we give you we give you a paper or official paperwork or whatever and then we start to sort your stuff so from there we sort it into clothing or into hard lines um we don't really give a look at too 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 tight of a look at it out there on the dock area. It's pretty busy constantly. Um, you know, when I first started, it wasn't as busy as it is now. We we've, at our small location, um, we tend to do about 120 cars a day. Uh, I mean, that's pretty that's pretty stacked up back to back from from 10 to 4 when I leave. Um, you know, in that window that I work. Okay, so then, so then it gets wheeled inside the building, and at that point, um, a um, you know another another attendant, another employee starts to sort things, and we sort them pretty much based on our own understanding of how good or bad that item is you know uh, how old it is how good it is if it's, uh, if it's if it's clothing the the girls you know the, the people on that side they, they go through it uh, they you know, hold it up to the light see if there's any stains in it see if there's any rips or tears in it uh, how old it is if it's super old we throw it out you know it goes you know it goes to uh, to our our outlet location 
where they they sell those things by the pound um you know and then you know then if it's something that they've kept then they put up uh they put it on a hanger and they hang it on a rack and then it's tagged with a standard price uh, unless it's a boutique item which is you know really good really expensive stuff uh, designers and then you know we have a person who does the boutique stuff and so then she prices it according to to all of that and so then um you know and then after after these things hang on the shelf for about a month then we pull them off and uh, we send them to uh you know to our outlet location where they're sold by the pound so hey right there we're gonna take a quick break uh and we'll be right back 